Good evening, it is 5pm and you're listening to The Rundown on CFRC 101.9 FM, cfrc.ca. My name is Alexandra Fernandez, and today in our virtual studio, I am joined by Kingston Mayor, Mr. Brian Patterson. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thanks very much for having me. Um, Today, I will be speaking with the mayor regarding the recent publication of the Ontario provincial budget, especially with regards to the $202 million increase in funding to address the homelessness crisis and affordable housing crisis here in the province. So jumping right into it, um, what was your initial reaction to hearing that there was an over $200 million increase in funding for homelessness prevention for the province of Ontario? Uh, well, to, to be clear, I, I was I was really quite encouraged and relieved uh, and hopeful. Uh, we had been pushing hard for uh, for greater provincial investment into this area of homelessness because, um, as cities, Kingston included, we've been really struggling on this issue. Homelessness has uh, has gotten worse. There are more people that are struggling, and the issues and challenges that they're facing are more complex. And um, and as I've said, it was just beyond the city's ability to be able to adequately address the, the needs and, and issues that we were seeing. Uh, so, uh, you know, we declared a addictions and mental health crisis back in January just to try to bring bring a voice to this and ask the province to come to the table. And so we hadn't heard much. So I was unsure to be honest, what to expect going into the budget. We'd obviously joined forces with other cities across the province. We joined forces with other municipalities. Uh, to be honest, this be- has become an issue across Ontario. So uh, we were making our voice heard as loudly and as strongly as we could. And fortunately, uh, I think we were heard. And so, you know, I, I certainly commend the provincial government for listening and responding. And uh, obviously there's lots of details still to be worked out, but I think it was a really, really positive first step. Definitely. Um, And it's always good to have more money to address such an important and um, also something that should be made accessible to everyone because it is a basic human right and need. Um, And you were mentioning a little bit about, you know, being in discussion with other municipalities and cities. What is it looking like for them across the board as well? And is it pretty similar to what Kingston is experiencing? Or is Kingston maybe even in a little bit of a worst state solely for the reason also because of our very low vacancy rate um, within the province? Uh, We do have a low vacancy rate for sure, but a lot of other cities do as well. I I would say that what we're seeing in Kingston is is mirrored. Um, Every every mayor of every major city across the province is more or less seeing the same thing, Uh, sometimes worse. Sometimes better. I mean, there's always there's always some some differences. I think for Kingston, it's more that we're the only we're the only community within Eastern Ontario, really between Ottawa and you know Peterborough, Toronto, where there are services available for uh, for those that are homeless or unhoused. And so I think that 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 does create a little bit of extra pressure on us. Uh, to provide those services, but I think no, the the issue that we're seeing now is, in fact, it's not even just across big cities. All it's across even small municipalities, even small communities, and that's one of the things that really struck me over the last six months is that uh, it's not even just a big city issue now. It's a it's an all of Ontario issue. Mm-hmm, definitely. 
And so the government declared a while ago as well that it would build 1.5 million homes by 2031 to address homelessness and a lack of housing. What is Kingston's specific goal looking ahead in regards to this um, initiative and the sort of goal for eight years down the line? Yeah, so our target our target from the province is to build 8,000 new housing units. Uh, I don't think we're going to have a challenge meeting that target. We've already worked hard here locally to double the amount of new housing that's being built. So, um, you know, if we can continue at the pace that we've been going at the last few years, we'll we'll easily exceed 8,000 new housing units. So I think that's the good news. The only thing that I will say there is that we've actually already approved about 4,000 of those units. So uh, as a city, we don't build housing. We just approve it. We give the building permits and we work with you know, private sector builders or nonprofits or whoever else might be doing that building. And they're the ones that actually have to build the housing. So it, you know, if, if we're going to hit the target, it's going to require not only uh, the city to approve units, but for those units to actually get built. And that has some complications as well, because there's a shortage of trades. There's a shortage sometimes of, of supplies and other issues that uh, are creating a, a bit of a, of a log jam in terms of how much new housing we can, we can build in these next few years. Right. Okay. Um, and in regards to, you know, all these new properties being built here in Kingston, what is the city doing to ensure accessibility and affordability for um, Kingston's most vulnerable populations when it comes to these new housing units? Well, as a city, we're investing more into affordable housing than we ever have before. Um, we actually have the largest largest affordable housing project that the city's ever been involved in uh, is currently now under construction on Princess Street, just uh, just up from the uh, the Kingston Center. Uh, I think that we are continuing to create new partnerships for whether it's supportive housing. Uh, we have a tiny homes project that's coming online with partnership with Habitat for Humanity. Uh, we've actually just approved some new funding for, um, for addiction and mental health services for transitionals uh, stabilization beds, transitional housing for those that maybe have been on the street and might have mental health or addiction challenges that they need support with. Uh, we're working with home-based housing on a new uh, youth supportive housing hub with uh, housing for, for at-risk youth. So I think that, you know, my best answer to that question is what we're trying to do as many different projects as we can, but all of them are in partnership with someone else. Uh, the city is alone can't solve this, but we're trying to drive as many new initiatives as we can. And I think that that's what's required. There's no one project that's going to solve the housing issue. We need as many new projects as possible. Yeah, that's a good point for sure. And I, in a way, it's like the more the merrier, the more projects there are, the more that you're able to address um, different places and different issues around the city. Yeah. Absolutely. The more projects, the more housing that's being built. And obviously there's a continuum of housing. So some housing is is geared to our most vulnerable. Some housing is just for those that just can't afford market rent. Then there's just main uh, rental housing. You really got to hit the whole gamut of housing. And so we're trying to do as many different things as we can. Good news is that uh, we've got a number of great partners here locally that are all trying to, to build as fast as possible. Great. And so speaking of a lot of the different, um, you know, sh like shelters, housing resources, and things like that that exist in the city, um, Yesterday, uh, the city issued trespassing notices to those that still um, are in the Bell Park and Integrated Care Hub encampment. Um, but what has the city done to inform um, those residing in that Bell Park area of the resources available to them in the city? And um, 
can you explain a little bit more to what is actually available to people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. So, I mean, obviously our, you know, our city staff or our, our bylaw team and, and, and others, they all work together to make sure that we're taking a, you know, an empathetic and caring approach to anybody that, you know, is, is living in an encampment. And, you know, ultimately I think that the goal is just to offer them better, safer uh, living, living arrangements, different, different alternatives that are available. So uh, as a city, we've worked hard to open up new, new shelter options that are, um, that are low barrier and, you know, different people have different definitions for what that means, but basically we've checked that there's shelter options for, you know, if you have a pet or if you have a, a spouse or if you uh, are using substances, you know, that you won't be turned away just uh, by, by going to one of these shelters and then even offering free transportation to those uh, to, if they need to use substances that they can do so at the consumption treatment center that we have at the, uh, at the integrated care hub. Um, so I think that all those, all those investments have been important. And, you know, one of the things that I think is, is positive that we've seen now the, the, the majority of residents at the encampment have left, they, they have actually moved into some of these new shelter options that we brought online. There's only a handful of, uh, of people left at the encampment. And that I think just shows that, you know, we've been able to offer better options that I think are uh, are, are more attractive and better for the campers, better for the, the community as a whole. And so uh, there's no doubt that there's going to be more work that we still have to do on that. But I think it shows that we're, we're moving things in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. I know that there's also been a lot of talk regarding homeless encampments, not just because of everything going on right now, but also because earlier in the year, um, Waterloo had a ruling um, regarding homeless encampments that... Um, in order to evict people from encampments, a municipality needs enough low barrier shelters to accommodate them. And you were saying that there are some that exist here in Kingston, but I know that there are a lot of people who are looking for low barrier shelters specifically for um, themselves because they are facing addiction and mental health issues. Um, does the city have enough low barrier shelters for this specific issue currently in the city? And are they all being utilized as well? No, no, it's fine. I mean, it's these are good questions, and it's important to ask. And obviously, uh, you know, that's why we've been, you know, reaching out. We have a by name list, so we you know all the individuals that are involved. And obviously, everyone has their own unique uh, needs and unique challenges. And so, making sure that options are available to everybody, I think that that's really important. Um, so, yes, I mean, the short answer to your question is yes. We've been working hard with. You know, and it's not just the city, but addiction and mental health services and some of our other community partners that that have those spaces and um, and, and beds available for sure. Uh, does that mean that there isn't more investment needed? For sure there is, for sure. And one of the things that we will see is that sometimes, you know, that the number of individuals we might have seen in Canada can vary throughout the year. So obviously we'll, we'll be watching to, to see what happens into the, the summer. But but right now, yes, we have capacity in our in our in our system. Uh, we have low barrier shelter options that are available. Uh, we do have the supports that are that are uh, that are there, and so that's stuff obviously that's communicated to uh, uh, to people that might be at the encampment. So that um, uh, again, we're not we're not removing anybody or kicking anybody out with no place to go. I mean, that's important. Now, obviously, it's their free choice. You know, we're not going to force anybody into one of these shelter options, but we're going to make sure that they're available and that they're accessible. And I think that that's what the Waterloo Court decision is all about. Okay. That's great. Thank you. Um, and, you know, if you do find that, um, I don't know if this has been experienced yet, not just from this sort of um, 
I guess, situation this week specifically, but even from previous years, because I know that um, the Bell Park encampment um, story was really brought to light during like the peak of COVID back in summer of 2020. But um, have you ever found that, you know, even with moving people into these shelter options that you have run out of space or that there has there ever been an issue like that? And, um, you you know, the city and counselors and other organizations involved have scrambled to figure out what do we do so that way this isn't the case anymore? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, last year, uh, there, there weren't enough shelter spaces available. And that's why the encampment was not removed because we didn't have those spaces that were available. So, so council gave time to city staff and to other local agencies to work on expanding those shelter options to make sure that there would be alternatives available to everyone. So, so the reason why we are right now is only because we've been able to expand those options. And again, I think that the proof is in the pudding with, you know, again, the, the vast majority of, of, residents that were at the encampment having now moved out into some of these shelter options, I think shows that um, that obviously we've been able to make progress. Thank you so much, Mr. Mayor Brian Patterson, for answering all my questions about the provincial announcement of an increased $202 million to address the homeless crisis here in Ontario, and for also giving people answers to a lot of the questions that they have regarding the homeless encampments here in the city, specifically the integrated Care Hub and Bell Park area encampment. For those wanting a little bit more background on the issue about the homeless encampment here in the city of Kingston, basically the city of Kingston issued trespass notices, as I mentioned earlier, to those living at the homeless encampment on Wednesday, March 22nd, so that was last week, and they gave residents of the camp a deadline of Monday, March 22nd, 27th, so yesterday to evacuate. In a council meeting held on December 10th of 2022, City Council voted to put a hold on evicting people from the campground so that residents had a place to occupy during the winter months. However, the city has moved forward with the March 27th deadline. Some people do remain present at the encampment despite the deadline, but the city says that they will not be physically removing people from the encampment, and Mayor Patterson did reinforce that earlier in our conversation. The city will will be working alongside Kingston police to clean up the area this week and the city is also emphasizing that the police are present to be peace officers for example to mitigate a situation between a dispute of what belongs to someone for example. Mutual Aid Cataraqui Kingston, also known as MAC, is a local project initiated by the AKA Autonomous Social Center that is located at 75 Queen Street, and MAC is calling on residents in the Kingston area to come together to stop the evictions happening at the Integrated Care Hub and Bell Park area. In a news release put out by MAC on March 17th, they list and explain three concerns in reference to the claims that the city is making regarding consulting with the encampment residents, the low barrier options in the region, as well as the availability of shelter beds, which is why we spoke with Mayor Patterson to gain some more insight into this issue. The release also writes that the Waterloo ruling made it clear that encampment residents cannot be evicted when there is a lack of adequate indoor shelter options and that service restrictions such as rules around substance use have the, quote, net effect of reducing the number of beds that would otherwise be available in the region. MAC is encouraging members of the community to write to Kingston City Council and to join their rapid response phone tree. If evictions proceed, they will call on community members to stand in solidarity with the encampment residents and against eviction. 
If you would like to join the Rapid Response phone team, you can text your name and number to 613-777-2664. That is 613-777-2664. Text your name and number and you will be notified if evictions proceed and you will be called to stand with the community in solidarity of those without shelter. In other City Council news, Council approved the 2023 Municipal Budget as put out in a press release last week on March 22nd. Following extensive deliberation around the horseshoe last month, Kingston City Council approved the 2023 Municipal Operating Budget bylaws last Tuesday at the City Council meeting on March 21st. Council reviewed and approved a recommended tax-supported operating budget of $429.4 million and a capital budget of $117.7 million. The budgets reflect and incorporate inflationary impacts and growth-related demand. Desiree Kennedy, the Chief Financial Officer and City Treasurer, says, Ahead of the strategic priorities that Council will establish later this month, the 2023 municipal budgets were developed to maintain service levels without interruption for residents. They also provide for the conclusion of some of previous Council's priorities. The approved budgets include a tax rate increase of 3.3% or approximately $124 per year for a homeowner based on an average market value assessment of $328,100. Of the increase, 0.7% is earmarked for homelessness and supportive housing initiatives. Property taxes pay for services such as garbage pickup, transit, road and bridge maintenance, policing, recreational programs, emergency services, libraries, museums, community services, crossing guards, and Rideau Crest long-term care. The capital budget supports a variety of projects, with the 2023 budget focused primarily on routine asset management and investments necessary for ongoing maintenance, rehabilitation, and replacement of existing assets including roads, buildings and vehicles, as well as continued investment in affordable and supportive housing. The budget bylaws were approved by Council again on Tuesday, March 21st, and also include Council-approved 2023 and 2024 Municipal Utility Operating and Capital budgets. That's all the news regarding your local Kingston City Council and now let's jump into our weather report for tonight. Tonight will be partly cloudy with winds up to 15 kilometers an hour. The low will be minus 4 with wind chill making it feel like minus 8 overnight. Tomorrow there will be a mix of sun and cloud. Showers will begin late in the afternoon with wind becoming southwest 20 kilometers an hour in the morning and then increasing to 40 and gusting to 70 in the afternoon. The high tomorrow will be 8 and the low tomorrow night will be minus 7 with a chance of flurries. Thank you for listening to The Rundown, produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, situated on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples.